Now take your ass upstairs and go to sleep and don't start that crying before I get your ass something to cry for. Welcome back, everybody, to The War Report. I'm your host, Mirjani, and of course, I'm always joined by my esteemed colleague, Cyrus. Cyrus, what's going on? How are you feeling on this? Well, for me, cloudy Friday, Friday, Friday. Uh, Let me look outside. Same deal. I can hear the rain, cloudy. Uh, But, you know, I'm not outside, so I think I'm okay. Uh, I'm doing good. It's been a nice week of wrestling. Um, Just a a lot of stuff going on. (laughs) As it always is, as it always is, I, I feel. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in signings also. Um, I've been pointing to, I've been pointing to one particular signing for quite some time, but it finally came to fruition as we jump in a really quick uh, in the trenches segment at this point. Mm-hmm. Killer Frost and Tim Thatcher has, they have both signed. WWE and presumably Tim Thatcher will be going to uh, NXT UK join his court maybe join join his uh, cohort Walter as uh, Walter immediately tweeted out and Killer Cross um, maybe going to NXT yeah maybe going to NXT mm-hmm. uh, I know there was like some uh... Uh, go ahead I, I know a lot of people were just like oh you know like Tim, uh, Tim Thatcher yeah, straight to Walter, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case this time around. I think he, uh, since he already has Imperium, you know, uh, they're kind of, they're kind of just, well, they're well established now, you know, ever since uh, World Collide. So I, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be joining because I think a fifth member would be, uh, might be too much, because uh, there's never usually like five people in a faction unless you're. Uh, whatever the hell they decide to call Seth Rollins' group. But I am extremely uh, excited that he signed. Um, Tim uh, Tim Thatcher, uh, no wins in Bloodsport, but you know what? He is still uh, a very amazing talent, in my opinion. Um, I know a lot of people are sad that he might uh, – well, he's going to be in NXT UK. I know a lot of people are mad about that, but I can't wait to see whatever, whatever match – uh, he's eventually going to have at Worlds Collide or, you know, like a UK, uh, like a, a NXT UK takeover. So I'm going to keep, you know, we said we're going to watch more uh, NXT UK more. And Timothy Thatcher is definitely a talent that I would, uh, that would get me to watch. Um, I, I think NXT UK needed somebody big. Uh, they needed mm-hmm. another figurehead other than because I know they're trying to push Ilya Dragunov. Uh of course they have Tyler Bate and um and Walter but they needed another big guy and Tim Thatcher is a big get especially because you know he stayed indie for so long. He did had mm-hmm. offers from a lot of people and uh they finally got him. Uh Killer Cross, <laughs> I mean you know, this guy can wrestle. This guy's got the look. He, this guy is great on the mic. He has great promos. Uh, Paul's going to love him. And uh, NXT, if, if he does uh, 
go straight there and not go to like the main roster. Uh, I think mm. another big signing for them because uh, I know yeah. ALW was after them, and I ALW could have used him um, more. Oh yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when um, it comes to Paul and Vince, they always get the man that they want. You know. <laughs> money talks that's all i gotta say nobody forced your favorite wrestler to sign on that dotted line the paper talked to him um killer cross another uh, amazing talent uh i think he is owen one in blood sport sorry that's all the knowledge i feel like pretty much have like i know these two from uh blood sport um but yeah uh killer cross uh amazing talent he really impressed me uh when i saw him against uh Davey Boy Smith Jr. at Bloodsport. Really amazing talent. I've yet to hear any of his promos or see his work in Impact. I know people are... Uh, I've seen people, you know, oh, you know, he's gonna... It's all fun and games until, you know, he ends up like EC3 or, you know, Eric Young and stuff like that. And it's just like... Whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, there's, a, there's a major upside to having Killer Cross on, your, uh, on the roster. Um... You know, in the main, uh, you know, mid card title feuds and all that stuff. Uh, I think there's more to an upside than him than you know, EC3 and uh, Eric Young. No diss to Eric Young. Uh, so I can't wait to see what uh, they're gonna do with Killer Cross, especially since they've been having like a lot of Hoss matches on NXT. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would put him in the realm of like an Eric Young or an EC3. I think he is. NXT champion, like, caliber guy. Like, he, this guy can move. Like, I've watched him in uh, AAA. I've watched him in impact matches. Like, he, he's pretty, pretty much, like, the prototype that, like, you know, like, Paul in NXT would want. Or, you know, maybe Heyman in Raw. Uh, I, you know, I think he's definitely a future champion. If not... NXT champion, he's definitely a future Raw champion, too. Uh, you know, so we'll, yeah, we'll definitely see. Like, this was big get, big get, big yeah. double get for both of them. So going into, we got uh, NXT as we barrel down to uh, Portland. It's in a week uh, mm-hmm. coming down the bend. Of course, uh, you had Charlotte Flair and Rhea. Rhea showed up on Raw this week uh, mm-hmm. to, ch- to seemingly challenge Charlotte Flair. Then Charlotte Flair comes back to her old stomping grounds of full sail, and she had a little bit of trouble, uh, not only with Rhea, but with Bianca Belair, because, you know, Bianca's like, well, don't forget about me, because Rhea has a title <laughs> match, uh and week against Bianca, and then Charlotte came and seemingly disrespected Bianca, and promptly mm-hmm. got beat up by both of them. So, two questions going into this: How do you feel? Uh, basically, them teasing Charlotte and Rhea, and do you feel mm-hmm. that there's a possible triple threat match, which I've seen hinted that it could be Charlotte, uh-huh. Rhea, and Bianca? Uh, either okay. or maybe at WrestleMania. 
So uh, we talked about it last week, just like, you know, the possibility of, you know, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley even happening. And, you know, I still, I, like a lot of people, I do find it weird that the Royal Rumble winner decides to go for, you know, not a main roster title or, you know, just a opponent. Like, at this point, I think it's less about, you know, uh, the title and it's more about Charlotte's pride because Rhea did pin her during the Built to Survivor Series. But I don't, I don't know. Um, this is a, it, it, it's a little funny to me. Charlotte hasn't made her decision yet, but they're just, I think they're just letting like people know that the NXT like title is an option. And I think that is really great for uh, NXT in general. I know a lot of people are kind of upset that they're doing whatever they can to really get NXT over, but uh, <laughs> whatever, it's the third brand, shut up. But um, a possible triple threat, Rhea Ripley does not have her eyes on the prize in Bianca. So, you know, not really focusing Bianca could might be her downfall. You know, she might have pinned Charlotte Flair before, but that was at a triple threat. Um, and I don't know. You turn your back on uh, Bianca Belair, and then you never know. She might be your NXT Women's Champion, and then... Yeah, we might get the uh, the triple threat. I wouldn't hate it. I ne- I need I need to hear that theme at Mania. Listen, if you didn't think that Charlotte Flair was going to have a major title match in some way at going into a WrestleMania, you're crazy. She is yeah. seemingly misses WrestleMania. Um, yeah. I I didn't really have a problem with it as as I thought it would because. NXT has been getting build build up as this major third brand and not really like uh, developmental anymore. Especially if you look at you know War Games and what Adam Cole and Rhea did. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like they're on equal footing. So if with Charlotte, if you don't want to see her going against Bailey again, if you don't want to see her going against Becky again and have like a fresh matchup, uh, I like this. Uh, especially because he owes her, uh, Bianca, to me, Bianca doesn't need to win. She doesn't need a NXT women's title reign. She is already super, she's already super over. What she needs is a major feud either on Raw or SmackDown. She's more than ready. I think that it was a really cool wrinkle that NXT united against I guess an invader in Charlotte here. And I like yeah, that. Yeah, that was really great. I like that, you know, Bianca, that interaction between Charlotte and Bianca, because I think that is a, presumably if Charlotte went, you know, accepts the challenge and she beats Rhea, um, you could have Bianca and Charlotte. I, I would not be, I would be really psyched to see no. that feud. Uh, now this is where we have an issue. <laughs> uh, if Charlotte does win this NXT championship, we're, there's like, oh, like there's just going to be some issues, like with uh, you know, feuds and stuff. Like, is she going to run through NXT? Like, who dethrones Charlotte after she wins the title? I mean, if Charlotte, Charlotte is, I mean. She- I don't. She's not gonna lose again. She, Charlotte always <laughs> has a, you know, 
she's been losing, 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 and then she wins the big Royal Rumble. She wins when it counts in big matches. So, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, if I, I just don't see. Like as I don't composed, see Charlotte well, as composed. Like, yeah, as composed, I do not see Charlotte losing. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't see it. So maybe you do have a little like reign with NXT and Charlotte. So, NXT is the third brand. So, mm-hmm. I I know, but like I don't know. I think that there's a lot of great talent, like women talent on Raw, and I think Charlotte having the NXT Women's Title won't like you might like you might as well just throw it back on Shayna Baszler, you know? But oh, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, Shayna Baszler versus Charlotte. Shit, let Shayna choke her ass out. That sounds fantastic. There's a lot of match combinations you can have, (laughs) and they would be fresh because, like, Mm -hmm. you can't have, like, Charlotte versus Natalia again. You know, Charlotte versus Asuka again. You know what I mean? Like, she's fought everybody on SmackDown, too. So, like, give her fresh matches. Yeah, I would would have no issue with... uh... If if it if it all led back to Charlotte versus Shayna Baszler, I think a lot of people would be mad, but I would like love to see the match. Um, and on the other hand, uh, if they do go with the triple threat, I think that would stack the odds against Charlotte because you know Bianca's strong as hell, and you know Rhea's also strong as hell. So them powering up against Charlotte, you know, I think they would be on equal footing. It, it's just like you know. Charlotte is sort of like a, you know, a big boss kind of character. So it's just like, I don't like, I don't see her losing that title match if it happens. And I think that's, you know, that's a shame to Rhea, you know. Hey, the queen always gets her penance when, you know, the time (laughs) happens, you know. Um, Moving on, we had Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor do a promo. Uh to you, was it effective? I think a particular line in the Gargano uh, pro- Balor promo was effective to me, at least. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. But was it the Bobby uh, losing the Bobby yes. Lashley line? Yes, it was. That like that shit don't mean nothing to me because you know when when he turned up as the demon, you know it was kind of over for uh, Lashley. So he did lose the uh, Lashley a lot, though. Yeah, but I guess I don't know. Uh, what well, what wasn't too effective for me? I don't know. It was a little weird. I was already. I'm already sold on the match. Like yeah, I'm already, right? like, like I'm already sold. Like I'm already in. So like, there's nothing more that these two men could do. Uh to get me hyped, just, you know, have this match in the ring, and we finally, you know, with Gargano getting hurt and having that long layoff, and then Balor kind of going to Matt Riddle and, like, little feuds, like, I'm finally ready to see it next, next Sunday. Like, it's like, all right, cool. Like, it's finally here. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the whole, uh, you know, the Gorgano, like, you know, show me your heart, you know, show me who's the person, blah, 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 NXT, this and that. I was just like, all right, whatever, man. Like, uh, give, give me the match. I don't, I mean, like, well, I, don't, typical, I don't really need a... 
It's I don't a typical need no Johnny Gargano promo. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't usually like the typical Gargano promo. <laughs> Moving on, in but, books, uh, uh, yeah. we look like that we have uh, we're going to have Dominic Dijakovic versus versus Keith Lee at Takeover. Uh, a wild Killian Dane appeared, and uh, he probably got beat by Dijakovic. Um, Mm-hmm. How do you feel? <laughs> How do you feel th- that we're getting Dijakovic and Lee again at Takeover? Um, you know, we already seen this match a lot, but I think you know it being for the title, they might just go like crazier than usual. So, uh, you know, PWG NXT once uh <laughs> once that uh, match uh, starts up, so uh like. You know, I say we've seen it like a bunch, but I'm still excited for the match, and I think they might uh, try like a lot of new stuff. But we're we're gonna see a lot of old stuff, which is a shame. But it should be it should be a really good match. Like they they can't do uh, they can't do no wrong, so I think it's okay. I just don't know what what more they can do in the ring. Like I don't know what more like I'm pretty sure they have something. Like, they have something tucked okay. away in the chamber. But, um, like, of course I want to see this match again. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, man. Like, what more athletic shit can both of these men do? <laughs> okay. So, uh, J5 sent me their match at PWG in December that, uh, that I watched. And... <laughs> what they have tucked away is a match with a lot of no selling, <laughs> and I think that's how they're gonna make this uh this match possibly like the most amazing thing that we probably will ever see uh, in the series between them. But um, if it's not gonna be like that PWG match, then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they can do really. Yeah, I I mean I've uh, heard about that match. Uh, I'm really pretty good. sure that the internet would go ablaze if they did a whole bunch of no selling. Um, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll get into it more next week when we do our uh, predictions for uh, NXT mm-hmm. Portland. But uh, they they gotta have something. Like you know what I mean? Like we've seen this match a lot, and um, they gotta have a variety of something. Unless somebody tries to, unless they, you know, they introduce other people like uh maybe you know damian priest and killian dane again i i, I doubt it but i don't know I, this is why i think damian priest should have won you know it would have been a fresh match and you know they could have went back to this well uh you know for the mania takeover and you know it would have been a barn burner like off rip and i don't know i i think they could have just held off on this uh, I agree with you. Uh, so, our new cruiserweight cha- champion Jordan Devlin uh, made his debut to fu- full sale. Had a it's a, fi- a fifteen minute match against Tyler Breeze. I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah. Poor Tyler Breeze, though. You know what I mean? He, he uh, just kind of rolling in the weeds since uh, Fandango got hurt. But it was a good show off for yeah. Jordan Devlin. What do you think about Jordan's uh, debut at Full Sail? Uh, got uh, a really good match against somebody 
Oh, excuse me. A uh, really good match against somebody that's like, you know, a well-established superstar in uh, Tyler Breeze. Um, unfortunately, yeah, uh, him and Fandango are hurt. I think they would have probably did some amazing stuff with the uh, with the young guys in, uh, in the Dusty Classic. But um, just a really good match here. Uh, I wonder, you know, what's going to be like his actual, like, you know, kind of title feud with the belt. Because, you know, uh, Andrew... Uh, Garza says he wants, like, you know, the NXT championship, uh, Cruiserweight Championship back. But, you know, he, he's on Raw now, which is uh, pretty cool, amazing. DDTing, people on the pavement, uh, all that. So, I don't, I don't, like, I don't really know what they do next. I would, I would love to see uh, Leo rush back into the fold. So, yeah, he's hopefully that's in his future. He's got like a wealth of guys. Uh, Devlin could go against, you know, um, Garza. He could go against Isaiah Swerve Scott. He could go against Leo Rush. The thing is, like, he has guys over in NXT UK, too, because he's going to be fighting back and forth. Uh, but, like, presumably, I think he's going to be more featured at Full Sail because, like, you're going to try to get yeah. somebody like him on TV as much as they can. Um, and you could even but, have, uh, you know, maybe Leo and them go over there. Sometimes you have a kid come over here. You have, you know, oh yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot of combinations you could have. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I I noticed looking at the run card, not a lot of women's stuff outside the, uh, the Charlotte and uh, Ray, uh, Ray and Bianca stuff this week. Yeah, like, I don't. Uh, like um yeah and Mercedes Mercedes Martinez had him had a match but you know wasn't much really going into that like I, it, it was nice to see her wrestle but you know well I mean I don't think that um basically because she fought Casey Caranzaro uh mm-hmm. you're building up to you know Portland I think that's really their focus I'm not saying that's like kind of like really excuse but like there was a lot that they had to get into uh with the card and kind of building up the card and you'll presumably have two or three well definitely two women's matches on uh NXT Portland's card you're gonna have you know Ray versus Bianca and then you're gonna have uh Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox in a street fight so, you know, what NXT does, they alternate. They, they alternate a lot of uh, storylines that they build up for takeovers. So, you'll see Dakota Kai and, you know, Tegan Knox yeah. next week. And then last week you had three women's matches there. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. They do alternate. Yeah. So we had the Broserweights and Ciampa versus the Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era was basically wreaking havoc all night. Um, I'm, I'm so mad that they put Kushida in the tri- uh, in the garbage bin, bro, or whatever the uh, whatever that thing was. <laughs> yeah, that and Bronson Reed got the knee, uh, <laughs> the knee from Roddy. <laughs> That was that was hilarious because everybody's like, whoa, 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 bro, whoa, big boy, we just want to ask what Chopper is. And you see Roderick Strong in the back just loading up the knee. <laughs> that was so crazy. You got to keep your head oh, on the swivel with uh, yeah, the undisputed Aaron. If you don't see Roderick Strong there, he's, you know, 
he's, he's most likely going to come out of it. Yeah, charge a knee. Uh, he's doing the Sagat Tiger knee. Um, right. What'd you think about the main event? Do uh, you mean like I uh, Rosa Waits and Champa? How how they work together? Really great. Uh, really amazing. Um, you know, sneak previews for both of the matches that we're going to be having at. Uh, Portland. If you did not think this match was going to end in a DQ of any sorts, um, you're a fool. Obviously, this is a three. This is a three on a three on four match, which I thought Regal was going to assign them like a fourth partner. So you know, when I saw them just come as uh, when I saw the Bruiserweights and Champa just come as themselves, I was just like, yeah, there's going to be a DQ or something. Um, I was waiting for. I was I I, I I actually wasn't expecting Roddy to do the DQ. <laughs> I was expecting somebody to help out uh somebody to help out the Bruiserweights and Champa to like cause that DQ, but uh it was a fine little match. And then we got the big star. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Return. So uh speaking of Rod Rod of Strong, um it was hinted at last week in a brief little vignette. But the Velveteen Dream has returned to NXT. Uh, he's come with custom tights. Talking about... Uh, <laughs> the greatest tights I've ever seen. <laughs> this is... Uh, man, let me tell you something. Uh, whew. Next level. Lex level trolling here. Uh, it, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm just thinking about that. So it's, they basically said, "Call me up, Marina." Uh, and didn't it have uh his kid on there too? The family portrait the family with portrait. Roderick Strong's wife, yeah. and child with Velveteen Dream. Like that is so funny. Um, wow. Uh, I just, yeah, amazing. He came mm-hmm. back. Uh, do you think that he's gonna have a match at Takeover against Roderick Strong, or are they gonna do it next week? Not, uh, or they're not, gonna not, hold not, not Portland. No, no. I think uh, that they're gonna do. They're gonna save that for Mania. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Velveteen Dream is gonna, you know probably one man army uh undisputed era like i i think um i think velveteen dream coming in there kind of cleaning house is uh kind of telling to me that uh like this thing is probably over like with the having all the gold uh thing with the undisputed era so you know i think the prophecy is gonna end uh and you know they might blame velveteen dream or you know they might just want to get the revenge anyway, so I think uh, I think it might be a one man army, uh, Velveteen Dream versus uh, Undisputed Era. So we might get uh, we might get a, a bunch of matches. Like you know, um, if if Undisputed Era doesn't get called up uh, uh, in October after Mania or something like that, like we might even see uh, Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole and stuff like that. So looking forward to that. Yeah, I think that thinking about it, like you're definitely gonna have uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Fitch. They're gonna lose. Uh, they're gonna eventually lose the tag titles, and I think you know mm-hmm. the last domino to fall is Adam Cole losing at WrestleMania. Uh, 
Velveteen Dream. Yeah. It was. I hated that he missed that whole invasion angle. I thought that like mm-hmm. he would have been great, you know, showing up on SmackDown and Raw. I, I would have loved this, that audience to see him. Uh, but it's great to Amen. see him back. Him, him eliminating Orton would have been that would have been fire, bro. <laughs> so many combinations, you know what I mean? Like see him at yeah. the Royal Rumble. I'm sad that he missed all that, but I'm happy that he's back for Mania build. So like. Really dope to see Velveteen Dream back. Yeah. So we are moving on to AEW because I'm sure that there's uh, some topics to talk about. Um, two things from Dark. Uh, the Nightmare Collective seemingly is over. Uh, Brandy yeah. has been having like these <clears throat> promos on Twitter where she's been going to psychiatrists and kind of like figuring out what's wrong with her. And... There's a, there's been a, there was a match with, uh, Sheeta and Mel on dark and afterwards Mel and Luther beat up awesome Kong and awesome Kong is going to be out for the presumable future. A write off. Clearly she can't wrestle. Yeah. She, it was, it was hard to watch her like with this beat up angle because she, unfortunately like with injuries and everything, she moved really, really slow. Um, yeah, she. And when when she did that slow, uh, when she did that slow back fist to uh, to Ali on the pay per view. Yeah, so it, what do you? It, it was over from there. What do you feel about the Nightmare Collective presumably ending? Um, I'm glad I'm glad it's over. You know, um, shout out to AEW listening to fans. Uh, just. You know, e- even if the Nightmare Collective isn't over, you know, uh, I think them, you know, presumably stopping it for the time being is extremely nice. Uh, I honestly don't even know how you continue the feud after uh, Mel and Brandy lost uh, that tag match in Miami. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm okay with it, you know, more or less ending. I am actually going to give uh, AFW a, a good on them because, like you said, like they actually listened to the fans because the fans pretty much gave Nightmare Collective no reaction uh, when they came mm-hmm. out. Um, I don't know if it's over, over, because what do you do with Mel and Luther? And, mm-hmm. like, how do you end, like, how, like, with other than these, like, promos that Brandy's, like, kind of dropping on Twitter, like, how do you... How do you put a definitive end to it? So I think that they have to wrap well, up that you... little they, they have to wrap up that little kind of thread there because otherwise like mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well Brandy, Mel and Luther aren't walking around anymore. So Yeah, and like presumably it's just like how do you like really make this end and how you make it start up again? Like Brandy just has another infatuation with another wrestler and then, you know, they eventually lose them in a tag match or something. Like I, I, I just don't get it. I think um, them pulling just them pulling back on it. I think uh, really nice, honestly. Uh, so if if it if it's done, done. Uh, you know they can have Mel and Luther just walk around on their own. Like it doesn't really matter. But um, they don't have to be so. Uh, they don't have to be that prominent on TV anymore. So I think that's okay. Yeah, we'll go. 
we'll get to a little bit of Brandy at towards the end when we talk about the Cody and MJF segment. Um, oh yeah, true. So we also had an intergender match. We had Kip Saban versus Penelope Ford versus Kenny Omega and Riho. <clears throat> this one was a little different because there was actually Riho versus Kip Sabian offense and Penelope and Kenny offense. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there was a, you know, the men and the women were actually like, you know, wrestling each other. Uh, Kenny and Riho win, of course. Uh, what do you think about uh, this intergender match and possibilities of more intergender matches in AOW down in the future? Um, I know a lot of people aren't a big fan of intergender wrestling. I more or less don't really care. Um, I like if the match is good, the match is good, re- re- regardless if it's a male versus female. Uh, like I know the difference to not actually go out there and hit women. Like so, that doesn't really bother me. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. Uh, now that you told me that, you know, like uh, Penelope Ford versus Kenny Omega, like. I would probably never see that in my lifetime, so I'll probably actually go check it out this week, uh, and I'll probably see what else is uh, what else is on Dark. You know, uh, I don't really uh, check out Dark as often as I should because you know, usually usually it's just tag matches and you know, uh, rematches that we already seen. But uh, yeah, I'll check it out for sure. I, I, it was it was pretty good. It was fun for that Jericho Cruz crowd. I thought like it, it was. Mm-hmm. Fun. Um, I don't know if I really want to see Kenny and Kip Sabian fight again. Like this is kind of like a, like the third <laughs> time time that they've done yeah. it. Um, but it it was fun. I, I don't know if the intergender thing should be a constant for them. If it if it's every once in a while, cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But um, for this instance, I thought it was it was. All right, like it was uh, another good thing that kind of AEW did. Yeah, um, hey, uh, hey, okay. You know, Rio hitting Kip Sabian with the uh, the German suplex or, or the tire. I oh yeah. Oh, I'm I'm, 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 gonna check, I'm gonna check out this match after this. Yeah. I ain't even gonna go back to sleep. <laughs> so on the main show, on the main show, you had Moxley beat up Ortiz and then Spike. <laughs> Um, don't I, I don't like uh, <laughs> I do not like uh, that oh my god inner inner circle outside of uh outside of um Sammy Guevara they're just dweebs oh my god how did how like like I would at least appreciate a DQ you know um I, I don't like Mossy really beating up this established tag team for a really long time. Like, I, I get that they did the story that, uh, you know, Ortiz hasn't been in a singles match since 2016, which is insane. But, um, no, nah, like, you know, how come, you know, Inner Circle didn't run up no trickery or anything like that, you know? Like, I, I, like, I wouldn't have Santan and Ortiz beat here, you know? And they tried, like, they, they didn't even get that chance to get their heat back. You know, Moxley's, like, unstoppable. So he uh, he spiked uh, Santana while, you know, Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager basically watched. And, oh, my God, Jericho was unbearable on commentary. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that kind of goes into my question. Um, 
do you think that Santana and Ortiz fits in the inner circle? Like, when they were first, like, you, like when they were first announced, everybody was, like, pretty excited to see Santana and Ortiz. Like, you know, we think they're one of the greatest tag teams that are not usually talked about, you know, outside of, you know, the Young Bucks, the Usos, and, you know, your New Days and stuff like that. And then, you know, you think... AEW finally got something with this tag team here, and then all they do is just have them lose all the time. And you know they win, you know, uh, like like they won against the Bucks, and then the Bucks just nerfed them with the uh, with the Rock and Roll Express, and they haven't been the same since. I just, I think you know it's very poor usage of these guys. Like yeah, they're in like the main title, like uh, you know they're kind of around the main the main event scene, but like. These guys need tag team gold, you know? Like, these guys aren't just teams that you just have beaten all the time. I think that it was... They were so hot coming from uh, Impact that they yeah. progressively cooled off now. I, I think that um, if you're going to have them in the inner circle, you definitely were going to... You should have put the tag team belts on them. Because now it seems like... They, because Moxley's going against Santana next week. Um, like Moxley, it's like Moxley's going to go through most of the inner circle before he gets to Jericho. I don't know if Hager's going to like uh, actually wrestle, but it's it, it's just that like Santana and Ortiz at this point they just feel like kind of jobbers in um, the inner circle cronies or cronies. Like you know what I mean? Like the even with you know. Having five guys uh, the week before against uh, Moxley and then bringing five more guys and then him, like, fighting them anyway. Uh, I know that you, you're supposed to build up Moxley to kind of be this big contender against Jericho, but, you know, like, Santana Ortiz, just, with all these tag teams that they have in ALW, Santana Ortiz, like, feels like they're not as they're important outside as they should that. be. They, they feel like they're not... They're at the bottom of the barrel. Mm -hmm. Well, not not even bottom of the barrel. They just feel like completely separate from the tag division. Like I believe uh, Jim Ross or Excalibur says, like they're number four on the rankings. But like that, like that doesn't mean anything. That just means like uh, I, wait. I believe I think they said they're uh, third in the rankings, and honestly, that means nothing because they're not even wrestling other tag teams to even you know rise up the rankings and eventually uh, you know work for that tag titles but uh they say in the seu match that has the weird angle with um dark order at the end that uh seu will be given uh they will be granted a rematch yeah so i was just like they're gonna be granted the rematch well i'm just gonna clock out of this match like well i mean like win or lose he you know well well i mean it was said that like they do have the rematch stipulation so like SCU was going to get a title shot then. Okay. I, I think I think that with that the big angle was Dark Order, like Dark Order kind of yeah, uh, with the Orange Cassidy interaction, and then you know the whole like Chris Daniels thing. That that's what it was for. Like you know what I mean, like Dark Order and Chris Daniels and them recruiting him. Yeah. Uh, like I don't I don't know, man. Uh... They they could have did the uh, they could have did the Moxley uh, build a little different without having to north uh, pride and powerful. 
So Britt Baker's uh, heel turn continues. She fought uh, Yuka Sakazawi. Yeah, Sakazawa. Uh, Yuka actually got the win. She got the cool, like the, in three minutes that um, she got the quick win, which I thought was cool because like I didn't want her, you know, her to necessarily get nerfed. Um, but she did after the match because uh, mm-hmm. Britt basically had well, the bleeding and, uh, you know, put the mandible claw hold on her afterwards. Uh, made her lose a tooth. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> shoot. Shoot. I don't think it was a shoot. I think that it was, I, I think that <laughs> that was planned. I don't think that she would go in and try to like, all right, I'm going to knock your tooth out. I think that was just kind of like, maybe like a trick tooth or something like that. Yeah. Um, if you watch on the fight TV version, uh, Britt Baker has this unbearable promo about uh you know just the dental work of the people in alabama (laughs) just saying everybody has really garbage teeth and she can uh she can repay her student loans with just the front row of uh you know uh people in the crowd and i i was like man this promo is really bad and also like just because we're on commercial break doesn't mean we have to do promo sign. <laughs> um, hopefully, Britt Baker could get her win back or some sort of win, because I don't think she should have lost to uh, to Yuka here. Like, Britt Baker should definitely be a, like orbiting the title picture soon. So I think uh, I think if uh, if Yuka is not going to be like around more often, I think this was a uh, kind of a uh, not like, I think this was a poor booking decision. I no, I think that like it was good to like continue this heel streak, uh, for Brit because if Riho beats uh, Nyla Rose next week for the title, um, you gotta have Brit right, you know, as the big heel and eventually gonna throne Riho. So if you're gonna lean into it, just lean the hell into it. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. Have Brick kind of like get these wins and kind of like establish herself as the next big heel. Um, I don't know about like the promo work, you know, hit or miss. <laughs> it, but... it, it it made me laugh, but like at the same time, it's just like there there was no reason to really have this. Promo. Well, they're really leaning into the dental thing, so you know, mm-hmm. like maybe that's her way of kind of playing off of, as the dentist and with using like dentist terminology and whatnot, but like. Um, you know, hopefully she gets more comfortable as, you know, as weeks go on, kind of like cutting those promos. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we still have chaos within the elite. (laughs) Um, you know, the, you had the elite, you know, Kenny Omega, Heyman, Page, and Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers and the Butcher and Blade. The Lucha Brothers got a much needed win to me. But the thing about this match is Paige not tagging in uh, the Young Bucks and, you know, them still not being on the same page. Uh, Then Kenny, you know, still has pot problems. And then, like, I think in two weeks, you're going to have an Iron Man match between those two. 
so what do you think about the chaos between the elite? Um, I, I, I'm on the side of Heyman Page, man. Uh, the young, like, once the young bucks are qualified for a championship match, they're gonna take it, you know. So I don't think Kenny should be having them so close to his hip. Like, I get it, they're your boys, but like now that you're in the tag team division, uh, for some unknown reason, um, you know, just you know, stick stick with your partner, you know, stick with your tag team partner because that's the person that you're gonna be having to like, you know, rely on when the eventual match versus the Bucks happen. Um, like if, if you wanted to, if you wanted to be a tag team with your boy so bad, you should have been tag teams with them and not Hangman page, you know? But, uh, I, I, I do like, hang, I, I do like the Hangman page, uh, like point of view in this feud. Um, they just need to cut the drinking, like cut, cut, cut the, uh, cut the beer stuff, you know? Like, uh, I like I I don't get it. Is the, is the, is this how they getting people to go to the? Uh, is this how they getting people to spend money on food at the arenas? Well, I mean, like they've been doing the whole like him spiraling for weeks now. You know what I mean? Like he had problems with Kenny, and um, Shit, still kind of have problem with Kenny Omega. Uh, but you know, I like that. This is a consistent storyline that AOW's kind of been building. Like, maybe the drinking, like, I've spoken, like, prior weeks before, but maybe the drinking is a little bit, like, much, but I guess that's him doing cowboy shit. But, um, I like that it seems like the elite has been crumbling a little bit. I like that, like, they're kind of pairing off the whole thing. Like, we'll get... You know, when we wrapped up the show and we talked about, you know, Cody and MJF, we'll get more to the Elite. Uh, but um, I like the story. Like, we've criticized ALW for not really having, like, kind of a janky storytelling. And they're having good storytelling, like, devices here. Because, you know, you're going to have uh, Young Bucks and Kenny and Paige down the road. You could also have Kenny versus... Hangman Page as well, and you still have this pop stuff, like this residual mm-hmm. uh, pop stuff with Kenny. So, like, it's good. It's a good branching storyline. Yeah, the, like uh, there's a, there's a lot like going on uh, just in like the story within the Elite, and if it eventually you know dissolves in the summer or later this year in general, like that's gonna that's gonna be something crazy. Uh, real quick, Kip saving Joey Janela. Uh, Kip beats Joey Janela with, with a roll. Uh, do you think this feud is over? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quickest answer oh, ever. Like it was like, I well, like uh, you, I, you, I you did all this build up. Well, you do all this build up, and then you know you have this match finish with a roll up. Like I think I'm pretty much done. Like, um, it. Like I don't, I don't even really know what this feud is really all about. So I'm just like, because well, it plays off. It's playing off like the whole Joey, you know, ex, you know, Penelope Ford ex girlfriend thing. Yeah, Kip, and you know what I mean. Like, if, if that's, that's what the feud is about. 
But Joey Janela has made it real clear that he doesn't want to Penelope Ford back. So it's just like, or like, or what? Are, what are they really fighting for? I'm not sure how big. Jesus, I, I'm not sure how big that Revolution card is. If you want to run this at like in the pre-show, oh, have yeah, at definitely. it. You know what I mean? Have yeah. at it. Do not put this on the main show. I think that, I mean, I don't think that this feud is over. I think that they'll continue to do it. But at the same time, I think with a 11-minute match that they've had on this, on, you know, Dynamite, I think that, okay, I've seen enough. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, like, no, it's, it's just like, you know. Like, what more can you th- do? This feud, th- like, this feud is, like, close to reality. And it's just like, but we really know the reality because, you know, they talk too much on Twitter. Yeah, but it's, but like, it's just they like, were arguing about, like, stuff like Harry Potter and stuff like that. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah. all right, all right, like, what you more know, uh, what me, do you do? Me, me and Pele- Penelope Ford in the, same, uh, in the same house. Like, oh, that's cool. We broke up, and I'm okay with that. So why are we fighting again? Like, you know, it, 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 it's really weird. Like, I think the fact that you know it's close to you know close to reality uh people really dig it and i'm just like i like personally don't like uh i think it's too like it's a little too close and obviously you know just talking so much on twitter it's just like you know it just dissolved the feud in itself like i think kip saban is an amazing talent and i don't think joey janelle is that much of an amazing talent so you know, I didn't, I, I, I didn't think this uh, this match was gonna mesh too well, and I, I honestly, I just think it's kind of like pointless. You know, I wanted to say like, the end of mid card belts. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to save uh, our last segment, our last segment. for <laughs> this particular thing. This week, uh, Cody got his ten lashes. Um. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real. I hope this is, like, you know, like, top five worst segments of this year. You know, like, so far. Or, like, something. Because, like, this is this is ridiculous. He, you know, we knew this was coming. Um, I knew that it was going to be polarizing for many reasons. Uh, it's... It's... Where do I where do I begin? So the optics of I, I've known okay I've seen people say that okay it's a whipping segment in Alabama during Black History Month. Black History Month. It's okay. I get that. You know what I mean? Like and and that's definitely oh a valid wait, argument. Wait 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 I, I wait a second wait a second. There's uh there's also there's also one more off thing that you forgot. A black woman offering to take yeah, wait, wait, the wait. lashes. Um, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold oh, okay. On. I'm getting oh, okay, to that. okay, okay. That. <laughs> I wanted to get those two out of the way first because oh, like my people, God. people pointed to that. Cool. Alright? Mm-hmm. Like I knew that was gonna be an issue. Knew it was gonna be an issue. If you know stories about Alabama <laughs> and history taking lashes okay 
the melodramatics of this of <laughs> okay that's one one word for it no it, it was very like Telenova to me like it, it had yes you had yes butcher and blade come down you know okay that's you know mjf's higher bands <laughs> cool right you had art anderson comes down and he tries to fire up cody to take the fourth what the fourth and fifth whip <laughs> okay i have this written there then you had dustin come down right um and he's like i'll take the rest for you and MJF's like, no. Okay. Then you had MJF let Warlow get a lash. That, I like that. That was fire. Bro. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> he, he gave, yeah, he gave him, you know, like that, that was like, he got hit with a switch, but like, um, <laughs> and Cody by, I think the eighth lash is like crying. He, he's like trying to like ultimate warrior himself up. Now, uh, hold on. Now we'll get to the Brandy point uh, real quick. <laughs> Brandy comes down, and this ropes in right into the Nightmare Collective thing, right? And she's <clears throat> in regular clothes. Brandy comes down, and she says, I would take these for you if I could. And then she, like, pleads with uh... him and says, like, you got one more. You got one more. <laughs> Uh, oh, and not to mention that the Bucks come down, too. All right. <laughs> I've heard people say, like, Cody, to them, Cody looks like a mega baby face here. Um, and MJF looks like, you know, like a shitty heel, I guess. Yeah. What do you think of this segment overall? I... Listen, man. <laughs> I'll um, let you speak on this first. I, the brandy thing as, as 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 a black kid that grew up uh, in a black household, I'm not gonna take this segment seriously. That that's just how it is. When I saw that, uh, I was watching NXT, and I, when I saw the gif of Cody taking his ten lashes and he collapsed <laughs> during one, I was just like, "All right, bro," like. When I was in second grade, the belt ain't never dropped me, bruh. So I don't know what you doing. <laughs> uh, Cody, uh, you know, th- this is a simple segment, like, you know, on paper. It's just like, this is like really something, you know. And then, you know, just attach the Rhodes name to it and you're going to get all the theatrics, all the boo-hoo and all. Just like, just the waterworks and everything. And that's just like, how do people like? How do people deal with like you know the over, the over exaggeration of everything that Cody does? You know, like uh, like all his matches, you know, being these <laughs> these tear jerkers or like these really emotional, intense things. Like, like th- this this uh, people this stuff don't it. move me. People love it. Yeah, they're, 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 they're and you know, AOW like hardcore AOW fans. They oh, yeah. love it. They love it. Well, I think when, you know, I think this is the only thing that is your kind of like 
well react please emotions like you know let's see the let's see the tears like that's the only stuff that you're really getting in AEW and maybe even wrestling as well so but it's just like just watch a soap opera or some shit like it's the same level of acting and theatrics and all that like well wrestling is a soap opera but yeah you know basically a (laughs) a very elaborate physical play yeah but i i don't know like just it 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 doesn't mesh well with me of course like I, i i'm not taking this thing seriously but i do understand like why like how people do love it so much like Oh, like AEW, a lot of fans of AEW are already not hypercritical of of the product, or you know, not critical at all. Don't criticize it at all. You know, they take what's given to them, and that's one approach. <laughs> but um, I don't know. The, the this segment just seemed really like it's it, it's really funny to me, man. I think uh, I, like. The fact that everybody had to like come out and watch him get whipped, it was just like, are you for real? And you know, people were saying like, why don't you feel sympathetic for Cody? Blah blah, blah this and that. And it's just like, well, he kind of agreed to taking these ten lashes, and I thought he would take it, you know, better than a third, uh, like a third grader. So, you know, and maybe, uh, maybe after Warlow does his whip, he could have like punched Warlow or something, you know, like. You have have like some baby face fire. I thought that was going. I, I don't know. I thought that was going. Yeah, and it's just like you know he didn't have to agree to the ten lashes. You know he could have just beat up MJF all the time and not have the match. <laughs> so it. No, I it think is they, they, they were going to have the match. They're yeah, of course they were going to have the match, but it's just like you know why don't you feel sympathetic? Like you know, a grown man accepting uh, ten lashes. You know. That's kind of his own fault. Yeah, just to, like, real quick, just to kind of, like, end things. Like, I I looked at it from two points of view. Like, I looked at it from, like, the ALW fan. Like, this works for them. Cody, um, any Mm -hmm. segment that he does, um, it's very 80s-centric. It very tugs at the heartstrings. So, like, if it, you know, like, if you're looking for that and you're looking at for, the like, the classic baby face where he can't punch MJF... And it's just kind of like taking like the lashes and stuff like that. And of course, you had the emotional things of like Arn, Brandy, the Young Bucks, and Dustin coming down and saying like cheering them on and even offering to take the lashes. Well, for Brandy's case, that that was a that was a little weird, but like that was for you. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, especially going against. You know, him and the Wardlow coming down the pike in the steel cage, cool. You know what I mean? Like, I, for me, I look at, even though uh, ALW is starting to be a little bit more together, uh, a little more connecting threads, I look at Cody segments as something different than the whole entire show. Like, like, I'm like, oh, this is a Cody, Cody is essentially like booking this himself and it's going to have a different feel to it it's going to uh feel you know um kind of like his dad and kind of like those classic like you remember those like 90s angles in um 
in WWE with kind of like Bret Hart and, and things like that. Like, it's going to be like that. So, um, did it get it over uh, as a mega baby, baby face to me? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm already <clears throat> kind of sold on Cody being their mega, their big baby face already. I'm already yeah. sold on MGF being the big asshole for them. So, like, it, you know, it, it just kind of, like... I get it. I see why everybody was kind of like who people who were raving for it, um, why they were raving for it. If people who didn't like it, I could definitely uh, <laughs> resonate with people who didn't. I just see, I'd see things, but it was just kind of like, all right, I'm kind of already sold on this feud. Well, yeah, I, I'm already sold on the feud. I already just like want the match to happen already, so MJF and uh, Cody could move on with their lives, hopefully. Um, and it's just like you know, the people that I see, you know, raving, going crazy for it, are the same people that usually go crazy for anything that AEW does. So you know, that doesn't really sway my opinion in any way. Um, like I, I, I do see. I, I do see both sides. Like I guess, like it, it, it is very different from everything that uh, everything else that is on the show. But when somebody in uh, when somebody in our chat said uh, it's just the kiss my ass segment with belts and tears, like you know, that's essentially what it was. You know, um, I'm not really moved by anything Cody really does. Uh, I like I don't know. <laughs> like I think this segment is uh, it's, it's just it's just like the ten lashes was dumb from the start, you know. But uh, yeah, but you know, did. you, like, you kind of stack they, everything else on yeah, top of it. And I think like, they they tried to do the most with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's our show for the week. Um, <laughs> next week we come back and we do. Uh, the NXT Portland takeover, uh, our predictions. We'll talk more ALW, more in the trenches news. As always, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live. Um, we have a bunch of dope stuff there this week. We have a new episode of the First Responders. Uh, they talk about Lil Wayne's new album, Funeral. And <laughs> depending on like if, if people liked it, people didn't. I, you know... Listen to a little bit of it. I, it's about 20 plus songs. I haven't listened to all of it yet. 20 plus songs. <laughs> yeah. Not today, Mr. Wayne. Uh, <laughs> we have a new uh, RSBN. Of course, they were talking to giving trade talk with the all the craziness that happened yesterday and some all star snubs. Uh, mm-hmm. We have, of course, a new. Uh, so the A show, they talk about Ricochet and Lesnar. Uh, they talk about the dog food segment and uh, WWE with the recent stock market woes that has been happening. I know like the investor call happened yesterday. A lot of people were down on it. Um, <clears throat> we also have the black variant uh, talk about uh, Joaquin Phoenix, you know, cleaning up the award season. Also, you know, a little bit of Sebastian Stan uh, talking while on IG. Uh, <laughs> I heard what he said, and I was just like, "Oh, bro, <laughs> you you want a job? <laughs> you about to lose your shit." We also have the Big Eyes podcast. Uh, they talk about My Hero Academia, mm-hmm. the, and we also have a new account, uh, the Lookout RNC. Uh, talk about everything anime. Oh, yeah. 
So go follow that, please, if you can. Uh, um, anything? There, uh, new episode of Spot Callers came out uh, recently. Um, me and Justin talk about uh, Kyoko Kimura's last Afro. Um, Kyoko Kimura's retirement show where she assembles a death squad of wrestlers for her and her family to fight before her t- retirement. And I think that is so uh, very, <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Like, I'm, I'm just going to form this uh, six man full of like the deadliest wrestlers I know for me, my husband and my daughter to fight. And it's going to be a grand old time. Um, it's a really fun show. Um, if you look hard enough on the internet, you can find it very easily. Um, and just listen to the show. It was uh, a lot of fun to do. Yep. So we will see you back next week as we get ready for uh, a really good, uh, really exciting uh, NXT Portland show. Mm-hmm. Come back through.